Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that makes Chewbacca noises in lieu of sexual innuendos. I'm Doug, I'm joined by Deb and Ryan. Hello. We're back. Sort of. After months. We're kind of back. I mean, we're kind of back, you, but I mean, we're back in person. We are back in person. Well, you guys got in person no. a couple... No? No, we didn't do in person. No, no this is actually the... Uh, yeah, it was all Colin, and then this was kind of the reschedule for the last... Um, there were, there were shenanigans. Mm. Okay. I wouldn't call shenanigans. Circumstances, certainly. It's called duggery, I hope not. But not shenanigans. Yeah. Why have you not come up with an alternate definition for skullduggery being that it has your name in it? An alternate? You mean like if I used it for a title for something? You mean no, no, no or? like an alternate definition. Skullduggery would mean something else. Oh, it's if like you spelled it like with an O? Yeah. Like, like yeah. Skull, skullduggery? Skullduggery. Yeah, exactly. When you scroll Doug for shit because that comes out of his mouth. Exactly. No, that's goddamn it, Doug, because it rolls right off the tongue. Um, really? I normally say shut your fucking face hole. Dude, what the actual fuck? Yeah, you're the one that took three texts to realize I was texting you the lyrics to Ice Cube's Today Was a Good Day, so quiet. I know we talked about it, but I still am impressed by the guy who actually figured out what day was a good day. Yeah, it was like June 24, whatever it was, like yeah, 1990 it was, something. It was like one he, day that actually had all those things happen. Yeah. And then they went to Ice Cube, but he's like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, he's like, oh, just <laughs> I was just creative license, man. I didn't, it wasn't like it was a Tuesday. Well, um, I think people have to understand, though, that sometimes people read a lot more deeper meaning into songs. Because, I mean, George Michaels has talked about how he never understood that people love Careless Whisper because he wrote it bored on a bus when he was 17. And I love that fucking song. Well, and sometimes... Especially when you're the President of the United States, you should probably read more into songs because then you don't use songs like You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones as your walk-off song when it's about drug use. Have you? I was going to say read that No, that's the one about, recently. oh, I'm thinking that can't get, can't get the satisfaction yeah. about consumers. Can't Always Get What You Want is about drug use. Because the, the they came out and said that, they're like, that's a weird choice. Like, don't use it because it's our song. But also, what are you doing? Well, it's... It's like the, the, what was it, the Carnival cruise ships, um, back when those were a thing, they There's used, uh, thing they used, um, Iggy Pop's Lust for Life. I'm like, the whole song's about heroin. Like, does no one vet this shit? Well, I mean, have you ever been on a cruise ship? It's kind of like doing heroin. No. Well, it's just also advertising, I've never, basically. I don't know why I said that, so, like, never be on a ship. <laughs> the no, heroin. No, I'll never be on heroin. <laughs> Like I said, advertising though is lowest common denominator, so you gotta count on stupid. You don't really need to vet shit. Fair enough. Um, speaking of vetting shit, um, Deb, you and I uh, have read the same book. Well, you listen to it. I read it. Or yeah. I am old enough to take in things. Um, the Grand Dark, I which was Kadri's last full-length novel. Until the 25th of August when we finally get new Sandman Slim. Yeah, I started rereading the first book. I just finished re-listening to Hollywood Dead. That book is a fucking drag. Don't get me wrong, yeah, it's an excellent it does, book. That, it gets you to the right place, but it is hard to get through. What I remember from Hollywood Dead is one, the meaning of Hollywood Dead, which is your you're dead, dead but you're a not side really of, dead. You're with a side of fries or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's basically death with a side of fries. Yeah, you're, you're fancy dead. Um, and two, that it kind of returns um, Stark or Sam Anselm kind of like back to what he was at the very beginning of the entire book series. Like, yeah, it takes he gets him the down. key to the 13 rooms back, his body's not decomposing. He still has the black knife. Is he, does he have this, one of the two black blades? Because he, he gives one to, uh, what's her name? 
candy, candy, and there actually is only one black blade. He just keeps borrowing it from her. Not that there are two now. Mm. But anyway, The Grand Dark, a book where nothing happens until the, like, last third of it. Now, maybe I... That book is not a, a small book. You cannot see my fingers, but it's at least three it's, inches The hardcover is it's, bullet stop and goodness. Okay. It's um, not quite Lord of the Rings thick, but no, it's no, 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 no. But it's, it's, four, it's, it's almost 400 pages, which is long for Kadri. Um... It's a lot of world building. The premise is that there's a spike messenger and he kind of gets... It's very... How would you describe... Like, it's not... I don't want to say necessarily Nazi Germany, but that would be as close as I can get. Like, well, there's, like, secret police and there's, like, you radicals just, you and... You could realize you could just it was say, like, post-war. Like 1984 dictator-type government. I would say probably post... If you combined, like, post-World War One Germany with like actual World War II Germany because you have that, that kind of like post-war the economy everyone's okay. like because he keeps on like lower and higher protozoa is that how you say it? protozoa you, what is it? protozoa? that can't be right I was actually just screwing with you okay still. I was like that's not what I said in my head I was wondering um, if you were going to catch but it that but I mean a lot of the, the slang it's very like German based okay um, okay you say that and like I said some of the slang in there it's almost like reading Clockwork Orange for the first time, where you need the definitions in the back. You need like a little bit of Especially, translation. Like I don't have a background in German. Like I, it, like I would see the secret police are called the Nachtvogel, which I think is like Nightbird Nacht or yeah, something yeah, like that. I believe it's Nightbird. So like through like context clues, I managed to kind of like figure out, yeah. you know, or you um, could Google search it. Yeah, there's a lot of German. Bits in there. You also realize you probably could have just put in Grand Dark definition of words <sighs> and it would come up with a probably. I, I, got, I got it through okay. in the first third. Um, He's a very popular writer and that was a highly Whereas Clockwork Orange, like, it took me a few times of reading the no, slang like, to get it through context. No, my co- copy of Clockwork Orange, the only reason I got through it is because they totally had a little dictionary yeah. in the back to translate the slang. Mm-hmm. And I had the British version, which has the 21 chapters instead yeah, of the 20 chapter. chapters. But continue. Um, so basically, there's a, a bike messenger. He um, gets kind of an in with um, a baron uh, who's kind of a warmonger. Uh, finds out that he's dating, that the girl he loves is her, his niece. Yeah, I know. I he's in love with his own niece? No, no. no he's uh, in well, love with his... But with a warmonger's with his, niece. Yes. There you go. Gotcha. Um, and he's like, oh, this is the way out from like you know my poor upbringing. Gotcha. And kind of gets sucked into this whole like torn between you know wanting a better life through the warmonger versus, or the baron, uh, versus like doing kind of the it's ethical morality. right thing it's through the revolution. It's morality versus love. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck morality. But, uh, uh, it, it doesn't like... I'm more meant you have to have bad morals in this situation. I understand. But it was just one of the, like, nothing, and it was a lot of world building, because it was like kind of a fresh world coming out of this guy's head, uh, Kadri's, uh, the author's, but it was just like two-thirds of the book, I'm like, Okay, like we've met some new characters. Nothing's happening. We meet some new characters. Okay, nothing's happening. There's no moral quandary yet. There's no. He hasn't like he's not and like the character just doesn't do anything. So maybe. He so just, it sounds a lot like a Neil Stevenson book. No, Neil Stevenson waits like the last like thirty pages. Neil Stevenson's the whole <laughs> up and down. That's what he what he's, had this conversation. Well, no, I mean don't get me wrong. It's all rise yeah, and yeah, we're right. Thank okay. you. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, he does an intense amount of research for every one of his books, but 
at the same time. You have to get through at least half before you're even possibly going to enjoy whatever the story is I that love you might have figured out by then. I love Snow Crash, but goddamn, it's, it's that... all it's, rise and very little fall. It's that, no brick, it's that brick wall of Sumerian, like, mythology, and then mimetic word theory, and you're just yeah. like, slam right in the middle of, a, like, a textbook. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, actually, that didn't bother me that much. I do have to tell you, it did help a lot. My God, it is an audiobook to wade through that part of the book. Yeah, because you could just go, okay, yeah. I know the gist. In other weird notes, I did decide this week if I got a medium or large-sized dog, I would name it Hero Protagonist. Um, what did you Sorry, think of Grand Dark? I, I was I kind of like, on the fence about it for a lot of it, like and then at the end I was like, oh, okay, You I guess. asked her a question, you have to let her answer it. Um, I feel like it's something I've said about other authors, and it's something kind of reflective of some of his earlier work. He needed a better editor. He needed somebody that would focus and maybe form it a little bit more clearly and try and make it a little bit more condensed. And I had the same piss and moan about Butcher Bird, not about needing a better editor, but that it was so much world building, you didn't get a lot of other things in that book. Whereas if you read the first Sandman Slim book, he's building a whole new world, you still got action, you still got plot, you still got character growth. It moves. That's the thing. Grandark didn't move. And even when it did, it didn't move. I mean, it moved like emotionally but like there wasn't a lot of like physical action I mean even when he goes to like the northern part you're like okay he was there he had 18 hours and he's like I saw some miners I almost got mugged and now I'm back and you're like oh that's it like I know that changes him but it's like it it happens at such a slow pace that it's like okay I think he needed a better editor it felt like nothing happened even though Something majorly changed his worldview. No, I, I mean I'm I'm just saying. But this I agree is the same you. complaint I had about the his dark material series is there was so much slow movement it got boring. You need a better editor to be able to get that story in, but in a way that doesn't bore people to fucking death. Now you know what didn't bore me to death when I read it? Hmm. Thank God is Fight Club Three. I have a conversation about my new Fight Club doll and whether or not I should put it in is with that? comics or movies. It went in with movies. But continue. I would have put it in with comics. Uh, it was specifically uh, I put for it in literature. I would have come. I, it, it, was, it was specifically a movie doll, though. Yeah, it was it holding the Fight Club uh, bar. Coincidentally, so. can I, on a sidebar? Yeah, go ahead. Is Tyler Durden the only one from that set, or do they have like Marla and the narrator? I have to look it up. And Bob, because I would actually wouldn't mind having a fun co with bitch tits, hanging. Hanging huge the way you imagine gods would. Sorry, I actually I rewatched that movie a couple days ago. I have to look it up, but it was a gift. I think it might be kind of like the death doll, <clears throat> where it was a one-off. Kind of one-off. Yeah. Um, because I would love to have the like, entire like Fight my, Club. Like I said, series. like my my Dune doll. I think it's just a one-off. Um, I really want a, a worm, a spice worm, fucking Funko Pop doll, so freaking bad. But Fight Club Three, you read Fight Club Two. I don't know I if you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I comic. was no. Sure it is. Um, I didn't like it. Uh, the fact that Chuck Palnick put not only himself but like his writing like his workshop group in there like and it just he, I know what he was trying to build and I think he went oh but with comics I don't have a budget and I can do this and I can do that and it can be anything I want and I'm like once again going back to editors he needed someone to kind of rein him in because Fight Club 2 is like all over the place it doesn't have like a cohesive narrative and I know what I'm, I know what I just said um, compared to, the, to Fight Club, but I mean, it's like all over the place and it's just, I think it was too big of a playground or a, or a sandbox for Palmer to, to play in right off the bat. 
Um, so you think, I think he might have three, needed a better editor or somebody to help him I develop I think he dance. just went, I can do whatever I want, yay! And I think when he did Fight Club 3, he's like, oh no, I have a, like, you know, or an outline or I have an idea where it's going to go and this is how we're going to kind of wrap it up. And it ends uh, leading into another one of his book series because Polnick has started three trilogies and only finished one, which is Fight Club. Um... Are you but sure it, it's not going to turn into way more films than that, like, you know, Kevin Smith trilogies? Uh, no, but I can't wait for the more, more uh, view skewoverse. Because um, I think Jane Silent Bob reboot was Return to Form. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I, saw I was just like... I haven't been in the mood I for was it like, Okay, I don't feel bad about Mallrats 2 now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm he's completely a, redone Mallrats 2, by the way. Huh? He's redone Mallrats well, 2. Apparently he wrote it, like, in one... He wrote the first draft in one weekend, which yeah. kind of made me... Twitchy, but then he's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm going back. I'm gonna." Oh no, I take it back. It's not. It's not a. It's called Mall Rats. Rats. It's not. It's called Mall Rats Two. Twilight of the Mall Rat. Twilight of the Mall or something. Twilight of the Mall Rats. Twilight of the Mall Rats. Yeah, because malls are going away. Right. Um, And then it's Clerks Three that he rewrote because Clerks Three was entirely different. And then he tried pushing it out as a TV show, and no one would bite on it. So now let's look at the Clerks cartoon and. I liked the Clerks I cartoon. It. I loved it. I loved it. What, what was I mentioning the Clerks cartoon recently? Uh, I don't remember, but I just love that the second episode is a flashback, like, bottle episode. Yeah. They're stuck in the train. And it's like... And that was written by Paul Dini, who oh, we love. I Paul Dini. Um, he was um, one of the, half of the driving force of the Batman animated yeah, series. Yeah, but he's also, he's also Starburns. That's where I recognize the name. No, Chip, he's Chip, not. Chip, Chip. That's... Dino Stantonopoulos. Like I said, I really just like screwing with you. Um, but uh, Paul Dini also wrote a really interesting graphic novel around Batman. Yeah, it's called uh, when the first he got night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have that one, I and actually, I really it's liked really it. Mm-hmm. And when I was, you guys are going to laugh at when I say this. When I was going through therapy, I totally lent that to my therapist. She ended up really liking it and said it made a lot of sense, especially with her school of therapy. Yeah, yeah. I did. I listened to the uh, when he was out promoting it. He was on the Fat Man on Batman with. Kevin mm-hmm. Smith, and it was just, it's it's a good listen, but it's a hard listen, because I mean... Well, the same thing can I, be said I, about I can't remember if though. it was Fat Man or Batman that I heard him on, or if it was like something, like, He's I want to say it was like, or something Batman. like that. No, I want to say it was like NPR. I want to say it was something okay. entirely different. Because um, I, I don't, I remember hearing him talk about it, that's why I went out and got the book, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was something where I expected it, like, like Fat Man or Batman or something nerdy. I think it was something more yeah, like, made in, like NPR. And you're like, this is really something I need to look yeah. at because it's completely different from his other work. Yeah. Totally, totally okay. different. Um, uh, but I mean, I, Sorry, he's, yeah, he's a fantastic writer. But anyway, um, yeah, it ties into the, um, I don't know if there's a name for it, but the uh, the trilogy is Damned, Doomed, and then question mark, third one? Um, and basically, like the premise it. of Fight Club 3 is that not only because the second... Fight Club 2, they try to, he tries to set up, um, sets up, he tries to set up Tyler Durden as like a, well, we were talking about it earlier, a, like a, uh, a meme. Mm-hmm. Like he's a psychic virus okay. that moves through um, the narrator's family line. So he's going to get, he's going to infect, um, they call it Junior, is. but it's the narrator's son with Marla, who's had, who Marla's having an affair with Tyler. Um, but if you think about it in a different sense that you and I have talked about before, maybe it's just the evolution of some kind of mythical creature or fairy that has evolved into becoming a little virus and just moves genetically. Nope, turns out he's an angel. Angels are dicks. And Tyler is one of the biggest Why ones. Why wouldn't they now. be? 
I've been I'm sorry. I, I've, no, I've, no, I've been re-listening to the Sandman Slim series, and angels in that are particularly dicks, especially Michael. When the prophecy, really remember the, movie the prophecy Michael. with with uh, talking monkeys, Christopher Walken, like that that. Like I'm really gonna listen to a talking monkey. <laughs> that description, that that that, exp- that he version of an angel made perfect sense to me. Like, uh-huh. Of course uh-huh. they're pissed. Why wouldn't they be? Like we're his favorite, and they're supposed to be perfection. Like I'd be pissed too. Well, like I said, that also I... has a then unknown Viggo Mortensen playing Lucifer. That has one of the greatest lines where he goes, "I love you, I love you more than Jesus." Like I said, he I'll and I both the listen I to all the Sandman Slim series, and they totally talk about the angels. Most of them just being fucking assholes. Yeah. And Lucifer and a lot of the fallen are a lot more sympathetic than the actual angels. And frankly, the only basically supremely good angel character is killed in the second book after you only get one appearance. Third book? I was going to say only Kinski. get... Yeah, only get Third one appearance book. from but him. By the way, every time you say Sandman Slim... You like, think Sandman comics? No. <laughs> you think Spider-Man? Nope. Think musician. Ah, oh, mother cunt. <laughs> every time you say it, it thinks Fat Boy Slim pops in my head. Oh, Fat Boy. I was like, where are we going with this? Well, we were just talking about Christopher Walken, and he brought up Fat Boy Slim. Is that and really a the thing? Uh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Bring it um, all around. God damn it. But it turns out, yeah, uh, Tyler impregnates Marla, uh, and it's kind of the whole thing with can you just say Tyler and Marla conceive as opposed to impregnate? Because it sounds a little rapey when well, you say it's, impregnate. That's, well, that's the end of Fight Club 2 is when Tyler goes, oh, you're pregnant with my kid. What are you going to do? And they go, and Marla goes, remember one of the first things I said to you? I want to have your abortion. I want to get pregnant. I want to have And your then abortion. Chuck Palahniuk's like, yeah, that's this is where it ends. And Durden shoots Palahniuk in the head and goes, I'm going to be a dad. And that's where it ends. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay, you love... Deadpool's fourth wall breaking. Why would this be different? Okay, here's the thing. When authors put themselves in their work, it's either great or it's horrible. Stephen King, horrible. Chuck horrible. Hold on. Grant Morrison, amazing. Um, me, meh. Wow, look at you have such a high opinion of yourself. To be determined. Okay. So Actually, it's to, already been published. No, say, we, already, we already knew about the. I said to finish this conversation. Fight Club Three, read or don't read. Oh, absolutely read. I think it makes up for Fight Club Two. Um, I actually would like you two to discuss the Mr. Robot finale. Okay. Um, You're gonna have better so insight than was, I will. Cause I, it's been a while since I've seen it. I after, have to yeah. Yeah. have a little bit well, more of an idea so of what's actually. Going after on. a year, I finally got to the uh, last season of Mr. Robot. Which was fucking insane. The whole season was nuts. But I the loved it. The weird part is, like, right, like, episodes, like, three and four were, like, really funny. For whatever reason, like, it, like they moved the plot along, but, like, it had way more humor, and then, like, it went back to, like, soul-crushing ennui, uh-huh. and, like, existential dread, oh, and... No, after you. <laughs> anyway. Um... Anyway. Um, I honestly didn't see... You didn't see what? Sorry. Um, I honestly didn't see the Elliot that we've come to know being another facet. Like, they introduce, like, that there's a third mm-hmm. Elliot, or whatever they say. They go him, he goes, no. Yeah. Or they go Elliot, they go, no, the other one. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, so I'm waiting for the whole thing, and, like, him and Mr. Robot are going, like, well, if she didn't talk to you, and she didn't talk to you, then who did she talk to? Right. And you're just like, holy shit, this all started with, like, the mastermind after 
some kind of like he he built Elliot's like weird wonder world wonderland mm-hmm. like after a morphine withdrawal so like that implies like what was the original Elliot doing or like did like the mastermind do the morphine withdrawal and then like something happened so he put Elliot there and then took over so that yeah. he could like you know what I mean like the timeline of like what would be the beginning I kind of want to go back and watch like the first couple I, episodes I want to go back and watch the whole fucking series again. and just go okay now that I know this now that I know what's going to happen what makes like me piece this back together because I remember the first season it, by the end of it taken enough time it's a good idea for you to do that he needs to wait a little bit longer before because he goes I had like in. a paranoid episode after like yeah, halfway through the season um, but also, you just need enough distance from it that you're not calling things that aren't there because of everything that you've seen. Right. You can go back in with knowledge, but you don't need it tainted by the last season. Because my thing is, like, when they go into, like, the boardroom in Elliot, in, in, mm-hmm. in, yeah, in Elliot's head, like, there's, like, the little kid, which makes total sense, or his younger self. Mr. Robot makes total sense. The Mastermind makes total sense. But the mom character, like, the mom's there, and I'm like, when was the mom ever, like, in control, or is that just an aspect I think- of... You know, like what his like what was part of Elliot's personality, which yeah, is fine. And I think she, I don't know if she really ever because the mom wasn't a big deal place? until. Oh, thank you. I'll take another round, please. Okay, absolutely. Um, How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm pretty sure, at least this is the way I think of it. I think of Elliot's mom being in his head as a mentor, guide, referee. She's, like the she's some Cricket. kind of, she, yeah, she's, she's, she's more, I don't think she was ever a controlling personality she's for him. She was one that just sat back and maybe knew about the others and guided them in certain ways because his mother was such a powerful influence on his life. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but did you, did I let you borrow all of the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol? No. The actual books? Mm-mm. Okay. I've got Cause, one. Because um, Crazy Jane's got 64 personalities. And there's and literally... each one has their own superpower. Yes. Uh, some of them do. Oh, I remember, I remember that. That's Doom Patrol, right? Yeah. 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 But um, when... I did watch the, the, the trailer for season two. But my point is, uh, only because I don't want to get sidetracked into Doom Patrol, Yeah. is that when um, Robot Man in the comics goes into Jane's head, mm-hmm. and that actually does happen in the first season as well. Yeah. Um, we'll those talk spoilers, about it. Those spoilers. But that there's a conductor in like the underground. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, Driver 8. Driver 8, yeah. Um, and that's what head. I imagine like what you're describing the mom as is like someone who kind of mm-hmm. like n- not referees but yeah, kinda, not corrals either but yes she's, like she's the train conductor in the Matrix mm, yeah no similar it's, mm. a, it's a little more emotional than that because she's not as completely morally solid as the train conductor like that she actually will do some a little bit of give and take and vague borrowing okay and like I said, specifically though, Train Conductor 8 and Doom Patrol on her hat, she has an infinity symbol. It's Driver 8. Yeah. Like I said. You know what sucks? Everything. Um, if I can quote Scott Pilgrim at any given point, I will. I was going to say, because she's doing the same things over and over and over again, but she feels like she's making enough of difference and enough awareness to vaguely turn things. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's the same thing with the mother she's, character. Actually, yeah, she's kind of like the train driver in that like, she does like conduct them... Hold on, up and down, but but the train driver like doesn't like his allegiance is to like whoever pays him or the the uh, uh, what is it the um, the guy who curses in the French. Merovingian. Thank you. The but, one who gets um, to make out with Monica Bellucci. Mm-hmm. Who's apparently gonna be in the next one too? They is she gonna be in five? Four. 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 They had her in the latex dress that I just feel like they had to razor blade her out She was of. also in the last Bond movie. 
I didn't see the last Bond movie. Spectre. Wait, no. Yes, I did. Spectre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She it's was the stuff false. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was the she was the wid- the recently widowed mm. uh, woman, older woman. Which I mean, apparently that was a big fucking deal. At least the media tried to make it a big deal. Bond Which? makes out with an older woman. It's Monica Bellucci. She's I, 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 it's I, I, like I, making she's... out with Sophie Loren. Who's gonna complain no matter how old she is? Yeah. Pretty much. Ah. That's back to Doug. Making out's different than fucking. Back to Doug. I mean, she looked good in in. Uh... Okay, thoughts back to Mr. Robot. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I I got I misty not, at the end. I'll I did not want to hear his what? final thoughts. I got on misty it. at the end. Oh, Mr. Robot. Okay. I did too. I really liked it. I thought it was um, like... the final two words, "Hello, Elliot," mm-hmm. were just like I was just like because I was like they do like the whole like 2001 Space Odyssey ending where it's like yeah. kind of I I guess it'd be like them filling actual Elliot in and like what had happened for the last four or five years yes pretty much I mean, that he's been he's been submissive submit, sub, subverted or sub, whatever yeah, yeah. Um, um, that he'd been kind of buried away but like it was just like she was like just Darlene going hi Elliot or, or hello Elliot I was just like okay I still think one of my favorite okay. yeah. one of the things I always loved about the show is they never went Crazy with the with the hacks, they kept everything very very realistic. I was gonna say, or that there was um, um, if they showed you a lot of it, that there was always an aspect of luck, like the cop picking up. The oh, there's USB totally drive. An, there's I totally mean, an aspect of luck. I mean, there always is. I, I, I'll have to send you a link one day. We um, watching someone do a live demonstration of how to hack, like a truly live demonstration, not mm-hmm. a setup demonstration, but like literally they're going after something they've never seen before. It's a lot of why the fuck didn't that work? Huh. I go back, fuck around with this more. Okay. So, when it comes to Mr. Robot, they absolutely sped up some of the hacks. Like a Well, lot they just, like, type it in and go, send. Yeah, it's but like, they weren't completely but, unrealistic. But they're very realistic. No. And the execution and the and technology ex- they the show is, is very realistic. Okay, let's say what they we're just both speed thinking. it all up. They didn't go like hackers, they movie. They went at least vaguely realistic. No, they never had Pac-Man chomping up files on a computer. Oh, my it God. It needs a rounds. flu shot. Flu shot. Yeah, what was the fucking actress's name? The, the, the CEO, the CTO lady. Oh, no, God. She was yeah. really obnoxious. Was Flu shot, rabbits. I have like no I idea said, what's going on. Okay. Because okay. Fisher Stevens was the bad yeah, yeah, he was Like the, I said, the God virus. was the female character. At least that was her name. Yeah. At least it wasn't in brown face. That's true. Mm, mm, let's not talk about short circuit. circuit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so. But anyway, what I was going to say was my one of my favorite hacks was watching them take over that woman's house. Yes. When they wanted to chase her out. Yes. And then uh, they, they, they ended up killing her. But, well, but they want to take over her house, so they literally hacked her entire fucking well, smart house. Well, she had a smart house. I mean, yeah. it's entirely possible. Oh, it totally is. Um, there, speaking of Mr. Robot, there's a show that I keep seeing ads for lately in the last, like, 24 hours, 48 hours. On Fox, there's a, which means it'll get fucked up somehow, I'm sure, because it's on Fox. But there's a show called Next coming out. Um, and it looks like, based on, based on just the trailers I've seen so far, it's some kind of... Here's what happens when you just keep giving away all your fucking information, and here's and you've got Alexa sleeping next to you, and you've got you know all oh, so this shit. So they're basically shit. trying to show you all of the worst possible outcomes. That's why I think so far I'm not like they haven't really gone into the so story. Black it's mirror. The, the, hmm. Yeah, pretty much. But the, I'm sure there's gonna be some kind of focused story, and it's from the guys that did 24. So I'm sure there'll be some action, action aspects to it. They would have come up with a better title. 
Yeah, I'm not sure where the title came from yet, but at the same time, all I've seen... next was a really terrible dating show on MTV in the 2000s. Oh, God, that's right. It was, yeah. a, semi, yeah. it was a semi-okay Nicolas Cage movie. Where, like, you make you had an option of, like... Well, I can't... Everybody had a They bus. could always say next. Yeah, and they... But if you lasted long enough, at some point, you'd be offered money or another date with the person. Yeah, exactly. But it was the person that could be told, called next on that got the choice. That was kind of entertaining. I've watched some of those, actually, oh, in bars Jesus since Christ. then, because... A bunch of those like. I wonder what if you're watching those with weird alcohol, TV channels. Maybe you'd oh, they're be funny. Better. It's fucking funny, and when you're shitting, when you're shitting, when you're, <laughs> sure it's funny then too. But when you're sitting in Shotgun Willies with your girlfriend, drinking and watching TV, and that's what's on TV, is that I fucking next show? Watching ancient MTV at the strip club, drinking with your girlfriend. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> does want? does this surprise you at all? Not even a little bit. I've hey, known I, you for a very long time. What I've seen of the trailer so far, it's this guy pontificating about giving away information and whatnot. That's kind of the voiceover through the whole trailer. Um, and then, like, the last image I remember seeing is this woman sleeping next to an Alexa-type device on her on her nightstand. She, like, looks at it, and it glows orange. And Yeah. Looks entertaining. Um, comes out in either August or September. Jesus. I'm curious about it. So you know what you do when you don't have a girlfriend to sit at a strip club with and watch ancient MTV shows? You watch TV you shows with, with Alexa at your house? Uh, I was going to say, I play The Last of Us Part 2. Um, so I really wanted to play it, but please, by all means, ruin the shit out of this game for me. Are like, you I sure? I don't think it's going to bother anything. I mean, there there are so some... So I played the first one without spoilers. I really didn't want to do spoilers. I talked about it last week on Nerd Vomit, and I just got into it, so I did, like, spoilerless, like... This, this is what over, I think of the combat and the mechanics. This is a week later. Just, so, just so here's, empty the cartridge. Oof. Okay. I, have a, I have a really good idea of the storyline. Okay. The only thing I don't know is the ending. If you want to talk about the ending, feel free. If you don't want to talk I'm about I'm going to talk about the ending only because it was apparently divisive and I don't understand why. He's going to okay. talk about the ending because it happened to him less than two hours ago. That's I fine. did. I slammed No, I, and that's fine. I'm. What I'm saying is if you want to talk about it, Please do. If you don't, I'm going to ask you about it as soon as we stop recording because I want to know what the fucking ending okay. is. Okay. Um, Last of Us. Spoilers. Which, yeah, huge spoilers. Um, like on one of the greatest on games the we've been... Actually, for some if someone, wants to, if someone wants to scrub through this right now, they can. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, one, like I talked about, the, the mechanics are great. The new... Uh, uh, the new... A couple <laughs> of the new, like, um, weird fungus zombies are, you know... Dude, there's a whole, like, a hellacious boss fight in the middle of it. Basically, um, cut to seven years later after Last of Us. Um, and some small contingent uh, that you find out about later uh, turns out to be part of the um, Salt Lake Fireflies from the first game, the ones that were running the hospital where they take the Ellie. The ones you killed? Huh? The ones you ended up kill? That Joel, yeah, ends up killing all of them to save Ellie's life, right? Right. Which you think, because you play that, like you play Last of Us, and you're like, yes, absolutely. You would, you would. Well, but it doesn't ask a lot of moral questions. It totally did. Not like this one. one. Not like two. No, and I and I get that, but not like, like two. But the, the 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 main moral question of the first one was, does does one outweigh the needs of the many versus yeah. the few right which yeah how like many comics selling, that story, you know, so. saving Ellie but but there is no like brand like you know like there's no branch you can choose that but no. but in the end you feel for Joel and you're like yes I want to save Ellie um, which I did a small contingent of fireflies from Saint uh, the Salt Lake unit which ended up and this will be important later 
uh, joined the what are called wolves, but WLF, the Washington Liberation Movement, uh, I'm sorry, Front. Um, or they'd be called Wolfens. Do they have an autonomous zone? Because <laughs> that seems to work out really well for people. Actually, they kind of do in Seattle, but anyway. Uh, but um, they have been hunting, like, not hunting, but like, find a lead on Joel and brutally kill him. Murder him. Yeah. Like, it is hard to watch. The violence in this game is visceral. the first one. Like, and like, rooted in like, emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, because as Ellie, you're like, at the beginning of the game, you're like, oh my god, these people killed Joel, I must I have look to after them. them. Right. There's, you know, the revenge story. And then you get to a certain point and it switches. It switches to the girl that killed Joel. Right. Abby. Who... Her dad was the doctor that was going to operate on Ellie that Joel killed. Right. So she sees it not only as, like, you killed my dad, but you also, like, took the cure away. Mm-hmm. So she seems justified. Well, uh, and they make you play her for a long time. For the second almost the second half of the game. Right. It's not um, like the other games. Like, game, games have done that before. Are, you have to play a bad guy But there guy are, for a like, minute. a lot of similarities where, like, both Ellie and Abby have, like, pregnant friends, and there's, like, love triangles, and there's a very like black and white worldview that turns gray real quick because you have to play both characters yes and there's of course like a father slash father figure like revenge story mm-hmm. you know so it's like playing Ellie is a lot like or playing Abby is a lot like playing Ellie um, of course Abby is built like a brick shit house uh, relies more on like physical stuff and Ellie's a slightly better at the at the um, stealth stuff okay but um, I this is something they've been doing a lot in the last number of years when but you get the, the villain is, origin story and so well, you're supposed to sympathize more with the villain. There is no villain. Like It's one of those, like I couldn't no, tell you who the, the protagonist and antagonist is in this. Like They're both, it's not like, oh, the villain thinks he's the hero. It's not like Handsome Jack from Borderlands 2 where you're like, ultimately he was a bad guy but he thought he was a good guy but he was a bad guy. Like it, Abby and Ellie are two sides of the same coin and in the end like you empathize, empathize with both and at one point as Ellie, you fight Abby, and Abby wins. And then later on, at the very end of the game, as Ellie... No. No, hold on, hold on. Halfway <laughs> through the game, as Abby, you fight Ellie and win. And then at the end, you play as Ellie and fight Abby, and Ellie wins. So really, they each get a win. Okay. So it's not like one so, side versus so the other. Ellie lives at the end. They both do. Um, okay. She doesn't kill Abby. Through like some kind of fucked up PTSD, uh-huh. um, that Ellie keeps having like flashbacks of like Joel's death, and that's yeah. where she's hunting Abby. As she's about to finally kill Abby, um, she flashes back on like Joel playing the guitar, which in the last cinematic you realize is their last conversation before he died, where she says. I can't forgive you for saving me and like taking that choice out of my hands. So she but finally I, knows the truth want, about what happened in the first yeah, game. Yeah, she finds out okay. about what happened in the game. Because in the um, end of the first game, she... Oh, she like, the whole game ends on a lie, where he goes, Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, she finds out. Okay. And uh, as she's about to kill Abby, she has this flashback of like her and Joel's like, one of her last conversations where she says, I may not be able to ever forgive you for taking that choice out of my hands, but I want to try. And then, of course, like... I think it's like the next day or two days later that Abby fucks Joel up. Um, that, that was a rough watch. Um, as Ellie, you now run into new 
enemies like dogs. Not mutated dogs. No, no. Like, Abby and her, like, team of militants have dogs that can, like, track you. It's oh. a real pain in the ass. They're just dogs. So you have to cross water? Or shoot the dogs? Hey, shoot yeah. the dogs. Okay. And then as when you're playing as Abby, hands. they're like, oh, look who's a good boy. And, like, they say one of the dog's names, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I killed that dog, like, three hours ago. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I killed that <laughs> Right, dog. because when you switch characters, because you go I back. Because I don't want to kill the dog. Like, I, dug do, as like a person, so do not want to kill dogs. Maybe you should be yelling in a bar that you don't want so, to kill a dog. So as you, because, right, as you switch to Abby and you start playing Abby, you're going back in time, right, to basically the beginning of the game. Basically, yeah, it shows how Abby and Ellie both end up, like, in the same literal uh, place, this, like, theater in Seattle. Um, and... It, it just it paints this like emotional and moral roller coaster where as a player like it, it asks you like like you know not asks you but like puts you in certain positions where I'm like I don't feel good about like and there are parts where like you shoot someone a couple times and they're like wounded and they're like prone and you walk up to them and like shoot them again well it's like you have no I mean it doesn't give you a choice but like you're like strike and you're like beat them in the head with a pipe oh shit and, like, another character or someone who sees it like, is like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, my God, am I a horrible, horrible, horrible like, human being right now? Yes. Like, but it's a video. Yeah, but I mean, like, it doesn't make <laughs> But, like, it does, it It makes you kind of question, like, good guys, bad guys. Yeah. Um, I can see why the gameplay is divisive in terms of that, in terms of, like, Because it forces you to do things? Well, that and, like, it... You can not kill dogs. Well, you have to kill dogs eventually. But, like, if you kill them first, it makes your job a lot easier. Okay. Um, or your revenge scheme a lot easier. But, like, I don't want to shoot a dog in the head. I let a dog and its owner on fire. That was earlier today. Okay, you really should phrase these differently, but on a video people game. over thin earshot. But you know what I mean? Like, but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I lured them into a doorway and threw a molten cocktail. I didn't want to shoot them, so I set them on fire. I figured it was faster. It wasn't. Or better yet, I didn't want to shoot them the, screaming. I didn't want to shoot the dog. Well, that like, so I set the dog and its owner on fire. And like the deaths, like when you die, and it's like Wait. the cutscene, like the you know, yeah. like it's they're violent. Like and like it, it's something about like you know a lot of games I play are work. I play as guys. I play mm -hmm. Destiny. I picked a guy versus a, a lady. Um, you know, Uncharted, God of War, whatever you want to say. Like, fine, whatever. I'm not a misogynist. It just yeah. that's those are the games I like. I like playing a dude. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, but in like in hero combats, you're like that. I tend to play actually female characters because they're more agile. speed and agile. Mm -hmm. But in this game, like when the, like you play two girls, women, yeah, really. Um, and when they die, like the like muffled screams or whatever they like, it's like. It tears me apart inside. Where I'm like, at least Ooh. we know Doug still has a big moral core. Yeah, he has. A I have some empathy, very little, but some I'm way deep, deep, deep down deep inside. Down. And it takes, it takes a, a real and it takes fucked up video game, game and to it get takes, out. It takes a week and a half on a video game to dig out. Um, still okay? Yeah. I'll another yeah. shot, please. So, um, but yeah, like it, it's a fantastic game. I, I, I know why it's getting ten to, out of ten like outside said, of the whole like, bombing thing. So. One of the contro controversies, yeah, put mm -hmm. that in quotes because I don't think it's a Is controversy. Is this the rating bombing? No. Um, well, no, I mean, that's part, I, I think that was a result of this. Because she was a lesbian. Yeah, because, so is, is, 
Ellie's the lesbian. Why do you have to say it like that? Is she a lesbian? Ellie's a lesbian? Yeah, you knew that in the first game. Did you? Yeah. Um, if you played the um, the DLC. Oh, I didn't never do the downloaded content. I just played the game. Okay. Uh, yeah, in the DLC, you it's like a flashback. You looked at me like I was crazy. I, I played the game, and I'm like, wow, that was really fucked up, and I just put it on a shelf. Yeah, no. No, that's kind of my If you played the DLC, or the prequel comic as well. Okay. Um... And basically, as was described to me, and I completely agree, if you do want to go back, mm-hmm. play the play Last of Us, mm-hmm. then the DLC, then read the comic. Like, literally do it, like, backwards chron- chronologically, because it does, like, fill in things. But yes, in okay. the DLC, um, I can't remember what it's so was called. So was Abby a lesbian as well, or no? Or no, Abby's be- totally uh, heterosexual. Okay. She's just sucking I know, the, I know the ratings bombings, a lot of the rating bombings happen because people are like, oh my god, there's a fucking lesbian character in the game. And I'm like, who the, who the fuck, fuck cares? cares? Well, one, it's, yeah, like, Ellie's the main, I mean, yeah, she's if, the you main character. The first, well, if you played the DLC, then you know she's a lesbian. I guess um, I'm also a beat. Which adds, who the fuck cares? Which yeah. adds a really I'm fun, like, actual funny ripple through the game because when the flashbacks of Joel, mm-hmm. he keeps thinking that she has crushes on these guys, and she's yeah. like, She's like, he's like, oh, like, so this guy and this girl, like, y'all been hanging out, like, you got a crush on him? And she's like, no. Is that what you think? And he's like, and then by the end, like, I feel like that's the last cinematic is when he realizes that she's a lesbian. But I feel like that's a very super overused trope. Like, somebody's fucking sexuality is a joke because other people don't understand. No, it's played very earnestly, like. Yeah, but it's just one of those, why do people need to know and why do they care? Because I think that in reality, I think a lot of parents are like that. I honestly do. Not, I don't know. I don't assume anything. Well, no, it's just one of those. But why I, do you feel I the mean, need to tease I know her about it. And give I would. Her... Well, no, I wouldn't tease her about it like that. I mean, but you got a crush on that guy? No. No. I mean, but at the same time, I know there's a lot of parents in the world that would that would be that way. Like that's I only. That's I would give my of. daughter shit about having a crush on a person. I don't care if it's a guy or a gal. Yeah, I don't care either. It, maybe you shouldn't. What? Well, you're going to give her some kind of weird insecurities. Oh, I think she's going to have enough weird insecurities to begin with. That's why I said you don't need to add to the burden. I was going to add, you know, as long as she's not like a pansexual and gets off on a toaster, but... Would you really care if she did? As long as it wasn't your God, toaster? God, that would be a cheap wedding for me to pay for. And I repeat, as long as it wasn't your toaster. Like, can't have sex the in the to- tub. The, the toaster's family, I'd imagine, would be the actual <laughs> wedding gifts. Wait, Brave Little Toaster Oven doesn't plug in most of the time when he's active. That's true. Just saying. That's true. And and I don't like the terms plug and you can't, in, and you, active, you and can't give, you talking can't give, about... You can't give toasters as a gift, wedding gift, to a toaster and girl marriage, because then... Is that even a gift You're just toaster? opening up, unless it's an open relationship, and then maybe you can give well, them right, right. Maybe you can just get them the toaster oven, because that does different shit than a regular toaster. That's true. Yeah. If you gave them Pop-Tarts, would that be weird? Yes. <laughs> is that like giving them semen? Because it comes out of the toaster? I... It'd be like butt plugs. It'd be like giving them butt plugs. Right? Some like someone or like anal beads or I've something? I've actually given someone a butt plug as a gift one time for Christmas that I wasn't in a relationship with. I have any idea how many times I've used anal beads as a gift, and I still have the joke anal beads bookmark from when that movie came out. What was, I'm trying to think of what fucking movie I was watching where they found the, the parents' sex toys. Uh, the good the good boys? The good... Maybe, and they're like, and the, I think it was like a girl or a kid. I'm like, what are these? And they're like, oh, it's I'm a necklace or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. Uh, it was like the good boys? Yes, or the, that movie was kind of weird. 
I didn't see it. Like I, I watched, wanted to, but then I watched it over the quarantine because I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not that was fucking watch. Um, it was entertaining. It was a little twisted, and I also, in the back of my head, no, I just thought of like, whose parents let their kids do this shit in a movie? Well, that leads me to. Do you know that they weren't old enough to watch the like red? Yeah, band I know they, they couldn't. They like they actually had a trailer about that. Yeah. That brings up an interesting point, which is, do you want to go straight into Doom Patrol, or do we want to talk about <laughs> things that are being shocking for the sake of being shocking, because I've watched a lot of new TV. Ooh, Ooh what's shocking for the sake of being shocking? I didn't know this one. Crossing Swords. I don't know what Oh that my is. god. It's on Hulu. It's a series on Hulu. It's an and offshoot is it from like some of the creators of... No. Crossing Swords? No, it's an oh. offshoot from the creators of uh, Robot Chicken, and it does some of the same things Think that they do. Think about animated Plainville. Animated Playmobil. Playmobil. You know, like the little, little plastic Playmobil characters. Yeah, okay, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly like that. That's pretty much Okay, but like, it's is it like, like adult? Is it? Yes. It is. It's like that oh. crossed with the first season of Disenchantment. Exactly. That's not a good... Disenchantment is not a good anything to and compare to. It's shocking for the sake of being shocking. Yeah. I don't think it did enough interesting... Oh, it's interesting. one of those. Yes. Mm. And the thing is, I had a few thoughts about that one. I felt kind of some similarities to that and fucking Solar Opposites. I, I like that. Solar Opposites. I liked it okay. I liked there were a couple of jokes. Like I said, like, you know what I ended up really liking about Solar Opposites? F- the weird he... subplot they had with the wall of humans. Mm-hmm. That was the most imp- fucking, I was going to say, an interesting part and of that show. And they introduced that like, B-side like three episodes in. And I repeat, that yeah. ended up being the most interesting part of that show. And yeah, the characters did get better and they were more interesting. But for a lot of it, it was shocking for the sake of being shocking. Yeah. Solar Opposites? Yes. Yeah, I think really? Some, some of the jokes in there were definitely... Just to get a fucking reaction. It wasn't to be funny. It wasn't to be entertainment. It I'm was just sorry to for like, your loss. Was he a good friend? No. He was our jet ski. <laughs> shocking for the sake of being shocking. That wasn't shocking. That was funny. They had about... to sacrifice their jet ski to not be, like, tried for murder. I'm sorry, murder. I, it was in, what, the first couple episodes where they put in all the fucking brain mites to learn if everybody liked them or not, and then it oh, became was... its own sentient creature that tries to become head of the fucking, what, neighborhood watch? watch. Yeah. And then it, the lady, like, totally undercuts both of them. Oh, God, that was so... Okay. We're, we're on... Do we're... not understand my shocking for the sake of being shocking on no, that. I, do. I don't think Solar Ops was shocking for the... Like, I, I, you can disagree on the shows whether they were or not. That's fine. But, like but I, said, I do get your point, and honestly, I think it's in Crossing Swords. There were some fucking gorgeous things they did, uh, art-wise. Yeah. But story-wise, story fine. Was just, and I do not need to this, see any more. The story was just a reason. Tits. All the story was was a reason to tell more dick and fart jokes or something. Like I said, all I need, I didn't need to see any more perky wooden tits. Um, that is a band name. But honestly, I think that perky wooden tits. I think that is what happens when That's gonna be on Hollywood shut down for three to four months and the best they can that do is go through all these shows they've bought over the years and never aired. You have a point. And go. I think all that's right. what a lot of... Roll out this I mean, how else shit. do you explain something like Tag? Well, okay, absolutely. I get that. That leads me to two other shows. That the one movie? which I... No, yes. the TV the, the show, show. Tag. It's, it's competitive it's a, Tag. It's Tag. No. It's, it's American Gladiators except it's with Tag. tag. Okay. And I mean literally American Gladiators but except with Tag. Because I've seen competitive Tag, tag and it's fucking dope. Yeah, yeah this, no, is, this is not. This, and this is like, there's no like American Gladiator aspect to it. Like, it's like yeah, no, parkour this, and Tag. Yeah, there are, there are, the contestants are ones trying not to get tagged 
and the American Gladiators are the ones trying to tank. Yeah, no, that sounds stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. And then the course looks like American Gladiators. No, yeah. it's stupid. I did want to go into something else. If we we're talking about shows, though, there were, watched two new shows recently. One that I really enjoyed. Well, okay, one that I semi enjoyed. One that I forced myself to watch. I watched Avenue Five, which is the new Hugh Laurie on Hulu. Okay. It's actually pretty good. It's very uneven, but very good, and reminds me a lot of Starship Titanic, based on the um, Douglas Adams video game, but written, the book was actually written by one of the members of Monty Python. It's basically about a fucking space cruise ship that ends up getting fucked and almost stranded. And like I said, it's very, very uneven, but really fucking funny. And then I watched Space Force. Fuck that fucking series. You didn't like it? I fucking I'm hated it. I'm one episode in, but go ahead. I, mean, I thought it was entertaining. I didn't like the daughter. She I was do a not whiny. like Steve Carell. I did not like him huh? in this role. And it felt extremely dated. It felt very Cold War era, race to space, sabotage bullshit. That was the point. Yeah. They tried to update it, adding their, you know, social media consultant. It didn't work. Uh, well, there's too I many mean, stupid subplots. Yeah, the daughter and the wife both da- just know. Hold so on, this, much. this show has you multiple never, subplots. Yeah, you never find out why the wife's in jail. Now, I did want to know why she was in jail. That's Lisa Kudrow, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like I said, I did. Want she to looks know. a little rough. She's supposed to. She's in jail. I, I know, but also, he's just like, not been kind. No, that's what I'm getting at. Not, but like I said, no. Well, you look at Jennifer Aniston. I mean, that's a hard, that's a hard beautiful. yardstick. And she still looks. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, she looks phenomenal. Oh. Looks like Chayla. That's what I'm saying. That woman does not age. But like I said, no. The daughter was fucking annoying and irritating. Yeah. But one of those, like, I get that they tried to update it. It still felt super tired and dated to me. I I enjoyed it, but I... I, I thought there was supposed I to be kind of a nostalgic kitsch kind of I think you'd like Ave- vibe to it. I think you'd it. like Avenue 5 better. I mean, I, I, so I've been watching this show called uh, Black Monday. Hmm. On uh, Showtime, you can get you can get it on Hulu if you have the Showtime package yeah, I'm not or whatever. For that. But um, it's uh, Don Cheadle, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and it's about the um, so the Black Monday is in reference to the 1985 stock market crash where all these guys killed themselves. You said 1985. It was 85, wasn't it? 1985. No. 1985. The stock market crash? Yes. Like the Great Depression? No. Oh, Black Monday. Oh, oh Black not Monday. Black Friday. Black Monday. And not not the Great Depression. What are you laughing about? It was 1985. I heard 1885. Oh, I, I don't think no, I that's, said that. No, that's why there was laughter inside my head. Okay. No, I don't think you said that. That's okay. just what I heard. So no, in 1985, there was a stock market crash on a Monday. It was called Black Monday. No one's ever really known why it happened. But like a bunch of stock market guys killed themselves. And yeah, it was crazy. Um, so they wrote a story basically screen. about here's what happened over the course of a year before Black Monday. And it starts off on Black Monday, like, stock market opens, and everybody's fucking killing themselves, the stock market streets, like, Wall Street is, it's all papers and just, you know, stray dogs. It looks very post-apocalyptic. Oh, and God, there's I a, to kill them. There's a limo, there's a Lamborghini limousine that this guy is driving to pick up his boss. And he pulls up, and he gets out of the car, and he's waiting for him, and all of a sudden, a body crashes through. Of course. But yeah. you don't see who. You see a watch, and you see this gold pin on his tie with an it's emerald. Gucci Mane. With an emerald in it. Sorry. And that was funny. Fuck off. And it's kind of a, like it's entertaining because it's not the main point of the of the show, I don't think, but it is like a subplot basically where the watch, the watch and the pin keep bouncing around people in the show. Oh shit! And because like at first, you know, this guy shows up and he's got the pin on. 
And you're like, okay, you're that's like, oh, it's just the guy. Or whatever. And then a different character has the watch on. And then the watch gets replicated seven times as a wedding gift um, to the groomsmen. And then the pen keeps getting transferred around like through weird bets. And they do coke fucking constantly. Well, it is the 80s in New York. It is 85 and it's Wall Street. I get that. But oh my god. Like, the guy just wakes up and starts doing lines. They even have Church's Chicken plays a part in it. Shut and they the went out up. and found the old school Church's Chicken logo. Hey, I don't know if this and is put just... put it on a bag and a cup and it's like fucking perfect. I don't know if this is just you growing up on a place as I am. I have never been anywhere near a Church's Chicken. They had Church's Chicken I in think New I might have had it once. Like, yeah, as they, a kid. They had a lot of them in New Orleans. They competed against Popeyes pretty much constantly as but I was a kid. But also you realize Popeyes, Popeyes has only been here for like that fucking Right, long. but in New Orleans, it started in New Orleans. Like Copeland was the guy that started Popeyes Chicken, and, and that was Popeye in New Copeland. Orleans. He would do Christmas decorations every year that the whole fucking city would go by and sing. That's anyway. great, but it's just one of those things where you say that and it doesn't have any fucking cultural meaning to me. But some oh, of the jokes are really funny, especially like they, they do some, some ones that... You look back and you think about the 85 time frame and the jokes you could tell, like, oh, like, OJ, like, they're making a joke. Okay. Some couples just will never fall apart. Like, OJ OJ and that white girl. Nicole Simpson? Yeah. They just got got back together. And, you know, they're going to last forever now because they went through what they had to go through. Like, little fucking anachronistic, I guess, would be able to... Jokes like that are fucked. And it's like the when you watch um, Wedding Singer and he's like, take off my Van Halen shirt. Yeah. Like, you take off my shirt before the band, band breaks, breaks up. up. Like, it's your fault. Like, and you're like, oh, that's why Van Halen mm-hmm. broke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those, yeah. So oh, you're talking about very time-specific humor. Well, it's well, 1985. It's, it's shit that people would have obviously have thought actually in 1985, but knowing what we know now... Some of the shit they I don't say. Know what, I don't want to know what I thought in 1985, and I especially don't want to know what he thought in 1985. Yes, Doug. I hope I don't. Well, in 1985, I was hoping like, hope I don't pee the bed again. I was eleven. Um, again? Well, yeah, because that would have been four or five. You were peeing the bed. Yeah. Not at four or five. Four or five. I might yeah. have had an accident. Yeah, once you, know, in a you while. still have accidents every now and yeah. then. It's not on a regular basis. It's like, no, no, you know, but like, you know. It's not like it's a fucking problem, but sometimes you no, drink no, too much yeah. water, you don't listen to your mom, which you just go to the bathroom before you go to bed. You right. piss in the bed. Or like, you know, drink a Pepsi like that kid in fucking Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was I also never, learned never that, an issue for me. Maybe that's a boy thing. I also learned that Tab was created. Crystal Tab. I don't know if you guys remember that. Crystal Tab? Yeah, Crystal Tab. Yeah, Crystal Tab. You mean Tab Soda or Crystal Pepsi? No, I mean Crystal, crystal tab. tab. What is Crystal Tab? That, cl- sounds, like, no, that sounds like a drug. It's Tab Clear. Sorry, it was Tab Clear. Oh, Tab Clear. Clear. Okay, I'm like, Crystal Tab sounds like a drug. It was specifically created by Coke to make people think Crystal Pepsi tasted like shit. That was the only purpose of making Clear Tab. Not that Tab ever tasted so, that great to begin with. So, Black Monday. You mean, hey. hold on. So, I have a question. Yeah. So, you have a show set in 1985, or like mm-hmm. Wedding Singer, set in the 80s, mm-hmm. whatever. We're dealing with a whole new sensitivity. We are, and, and that does, and some of the jokes in there are definitely... That, you know what I mean, like, I was thinking about, like, a, a movie, if I did a shot-for-shot remake of 
replacing saddles. Oh, you can't. People that, would yeah. be oh, triggered. As well, I'm, surprised, way, I'm surprised Milberg's people haven't screamed for that to come down. Huh? So I'm surprised people haven't. She said Milberg, Brooks's birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I'm, and I said I'm surprised people haven't been screaming for that to come off the internet, off of streaming services and shit like I that. I think it's one of those things. Aunt Jemima's changing their fucking name to whatever. They haven't I, come up with anything yet. So which, um, like I said, Uncle the Ben. The family is also of the changing. woman. The family of the woman the bottle was modeled after and was named after yeah. doesn't want them to change the name. No, I'm with them. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if the family doesn't want it, I, I, I get it. I, I don't, honestly. There's a lot I don't it's, get. Like I said, I get that it's I'm a trying to be understanding thing with though. them, but it's a cultural stereotype. My thing is, is there... But, but to their family, that's probably really important because it's something in their family that's very historically... Just because they change it doesn't mean it didn't happen. I understand that, but it's... Something that does, it does. Oh God! <laughs> My grandfather had one of those. Yeah, I'm sorry. I well, they actually originally originated in the, in the north. Yeah. As flags yes. for the underground. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's historical. Anyway, accurate. my point is, which is not why you? my grandfather had one, by the way. Ooh. Oh, he wasn't racist either. He just had one. It's like when you see all those really terrible fucking monarch shit on somebody's yard. But my thing is like, okay, hypothetically speaking, pink flamingos. I write. Things. I would put out so many fucking pink flamingos. I write something set in 1985. Right. Deb, get ready to cringe. Just be ready. I use the word retarded. Mm-hmm. We've had this argument so many. No, but fucking if you times. no, but if you're like, writing if you something look at, like back thirty then, years ago, that's like, how people and talked. I'm using it as a, an act of satire. Okay, you know, Where do we land on this? Actually, I was going to say, did either of you ever watch Deadwood? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember how much they said cocksucker? Yes. You realize that was a complete translation of the actual swears that were said, because if it was sw- sworn in the actual traditional words, it would have been goldurd. Yeah. But sometimes you need to update things. Sometimes yes, but no, I'm not saying. I you mean, need the to 80s weren't the but it's like, Where does it's not like a hundred years ago in the old west? It really does feel like a hundred. I'm not saying we should write, we should now like make everything like thirty years ago when it was okay. I'm not saying that. But I'm not saying drop the well, end like, bomb just because you can. I'm not saying be blatantly racist because that's what people were back then. I'm not saying be no, misogynistic like, as like fuck. But there are, there like, are aspects of the, all those things that were. That you're were looking at it through then. a lens of. This is what it was. Well, and if you're going to tell a story back then, and and and, and your movie, Black and Monday does that in some aspects, not blatantly and not outlandishly. Do I don't think. You feel like a story is important enough, but and when interesting the main, enough, you need to embrace that. They're not embracing it though. At the same time, a black man making that much money on Wall Street back in the '80s didn't happen, and that. No, that, that was actually that the premise of a part Eddie of the story. Movie. Trading places, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Thank you. I was trying to think of the name of it. And I was like, Very true. But how? I mean, but at the same time, like that's why he has his own his own trading him house. Because none of the other ones would let him in. I mean, he fought, he he earned or cheated and stole a lot of what he has. But well, that's I mean, what everybody did back then. But the, there are certain reactions he gets from people. What's up? No, I was. What was the movie that was recently about NASA that had all of the black, the black Hidden Strangers? Strangers. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, they handled it They're, in a pretty um, sensitive but realistic way. Like and I think, I think overall that's what these guys do. Like I said, as long as they're not pushing it just to try and get a reaction out of I people. Don't, no, that's not okay. what it is. No, no, no. There, I don't think the that's the, the case, isn't it? The thing is that other series do that's that. That's my impression, though. You might have a different one. Doug might have a different one. Someone down the street's well, got a different one. I have an impression of like... 
I write and so much. And we don't trust standards and practices because they're not even. Oh, they're horrible. They're but all like, over the place. But like, I write and read so much satire that like once again, like we go back to this whole Chris Hardwick thing where mm-hmm. offended by nothing, you know, be offended by nothing or everything. You don't have a choice. Yeah. And when there are lines. and what I write, like when I write personally, is like satire. So I might use. Don't don't put anything out there you don't want out there. You might use something that in a satire story that, that might, you would never like, actually well, usually like, say. Being like, you know, and in I don't mean the year. I mean, twenty twenty is hindsight. Said, you feel like but what when you I, use in satire is appropriate. As appropriate. That's my problem. Like, and and when do you call that appropriate? And that's a whole other story. So yeah, we should move on. Well, so anyway, I've been watching. Oh, just so watch, I would recommend I've watching it. Um, there, it's it's an interesting story overall. How far into it? I'm about one season and an episode through. How much is there? I think they're about to start the third season. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. Um, which I feel like that again might be... makes it I think makes it interesting because I'm like okay well now that everything's different are you going to change your story? Honestly, with series, or change how you're like right. I said with series for the most part, I found it's much better for me to watch them as seasons or as long run because that way I can get locked into the universe it's based in. Yeah. Week to week is difficult. Go ahead, Doug. Well, and that gives me my segue. Um, so we have the five episode rule. It's been the mm-hmm. well, since we, the get go. Okay, can we just change it to its actual name? The, the Veronica rule. No, the Veronica Mars rule. No. That's what it was originated on. It was. And I was right. Tell me you didn't love it. Yeah, but there's a monkey after five episodes. And you it can't be a noir. Would I like, turn it back on me? Anyway. Um, I've watched Stargirl. Mm, okay. I haven't brought myself to watch it yet. I don't know how I feel I about it. I haven't had any motivation now, I, to watch I don't, it. I've no, never I don't really anything, been into the character. I, I don't have be- anything against it. I just don't feel a reason to need to watch it. I believe I... Well, I started watching it because it's a new CW show yeah. or a new DC... It originally was supposed to be DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Which and is now basically getting rolled into HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yep. They have not made an official announcement. Which since will... Harley's making the jump, we all know it's fucking happening. Yeah. Which good. I can finally watch Titans without having to GPS trick my phone into thinking I'm in fucking Belize and watch it through Netflix. Oh, I just watch it on Plus. I have it on Dog Plus. Don't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> so, I've watched Stargirl for five episodes. Okay. And my note just goes, sure. Okay. That, that's like, not they a just, yes, I will keep watching it. That's a, I the, don't hate it and want to hurt myself. It's one of those where I go, um, so they're setting up, like, Sportsmaster Integris's, you know, daughter-to-be Artemis, like, mm-hmm. and she's going to become Tigress, and I'm just kind of, like, waiting for everything to happen, like it did on Young Justice. So, bottom line... So they're doing too much build-up, basically, for you? Are you trying to tell me they're lazy or it's boring? Like, it might be really cool. Nah, just, you know what? Scratch Stargirl and just watch Young Justice. You know, that I has, think that's that an has excellent recommendation. Best, I did like Young Justice The so best incarnation saying. of Huntress and... Not Huntress. Tigress and Sportsmaster's daughter, Artemis, Artemis. Croc, who becomes Artemis and... Oh, her relationship with... Wally West. I'm going to grab your knee to come back. 
So yeah, um, fuck Star Girl. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Call You're gonna that. change that to a fuck Star Girl. I'm gonna call yeah, that to maybe sure okay to like who gives a shit. Like I said maybe you should wait till the end of the season and binge watch it like that and see if it changes your mind. But well, Young Justice, I said Young Justice was so good, and you and I are still pissed that it got its first cancellation because of the toys bullshit. Ugh, yeah, but the second comeback to that was ugh, rough. So. um... Do we want to talk about Doom Patrol? We can for a little while. I won't go on long. I have not finished the first season. I've made it through Beard Hunter. <laughs> okay, now can I can I just say, having read the Grand Morrison comics, there's some Beard things, Hunter. There's something that should not make the jump from comics to fucking media. And that's what I want to say. Visual media, excuse me. Beard Beard Hunter is not what he is. In the comics, that he is in the live action. He makes me physically ill. I'm I'm glad that Doom Patrol, unlike Umbrella Academy, Doom Patrol really rolled into the weird. Like they, they rolled into. This was going to the, be a later part of this discussion, but continue. I read Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. I've seen the first season of Doom Patrol from DC TV mm-hmm. or DC Universe. Universe. They rolled into the weird, and when I went, there's no way they're going to have a sentient, gender, non-binary street. Danny. Danny the street. They did. When they're going to do, there's no way they're going to do the book, uh, the unwritten book storyline. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. Oddly enough, it was named Elliot. The unwritten, so, oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. That wasn't it. But like, everything, like, I thought they would roll away from the way they did in Umbrella Academy because Umbrella Academy really rolled away from the weird. Yeah. We're going to have a different discussion shortly but continue. But Doom Patrol like went embraced the fun on that one and they were like yeah this is going to be weird and we're going to have oh I can't say that if you're going to don't don't, don't, This one I actually do. Okay. I do on this one. Right, yeah, you yeah, don't. You really don't want this one ruined. Like I have the general overarching storyline figured out. That's not hard to do. You think and, you do? Okay, fair. But but like, here's what I do know. Mister Nobody is so fucking great. And why? And I, why? I, I've only seen two episodes, th- two or three episodes oh. of it. But the reason I'm impressed with it is because my business partner. So I started watching it while I was at his house. We were bored. We we're flipping channels through HBO Max, like looking for something to watch. Which, by the way. Whoever designed the user interface for HBO Max needs to be fucking shot. I haven't even bothered with it yet. Um, the things I've watched like, off that. I know there is tons of, of stuff to watch on there. It is impossible to find anything. So the search just doesn't work and everything's categorized? The search works. If you know, I think it's almost like there's too much. Mm. Um, okay. And they keep saying, oh, well, this is going away. Why? Like there's a section called, you know, leaving soon. Yeah, but I mean, and it keeps changing. Netflix and Hulu does that right. too. Right, but, but, but HBO Max keeps changing it. Like a bunch of stuff well, is going away soon, and they're like, "Oh, well, no, that's good." Like I said, they're trying to do a bunch of DC Universal, but they really just need to shit or get off the up there. Um, however, after I left his house, my business partner actually kept watching, watched the whole first season, and enjoyed it. And he's not a comic book guy. He's not of Doom Patrol. Yeah, no, he's not. A, he, yeah, Doom Patrol. He no, but he's, he's not a comic book guy, and he liked it. It's not a comic book so, show. I mean, it really yeah. isn't. And so he really enjoyed it. So 
that to me is a sign of a good show when some of that's not a comic book nerd can watch a show and be like, that oh, was really good. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's so It's not a comic weird. book show. Are you fucking kidding me? It is a group of orphaned people with powers taken in by a wheelchair-bound mentor who's not as good as they think he is. Professor X? They should have put Wise on his wheels. <laughs> Once again, Doom Patrol did not steer away from the weird. That's my takeaway from the first season. My takeaway and is it should have been released in a much different setting. Well, time, no. no, much different time setting as being so close to fucking Umbrella Academy. Because I love Umbrella Academy. I think it's better, and it had a much better soundtrack. But they were released so close together, one completely outshadowed the other. You do realize that Umbrella Academy was incredibly influenced by Doom Patrol. I do. However, the translation to fucking visual media, I think, was done much better than bullshit. Doom Patrol. Mm-mm. Bullshit. I'll call it bullshit. Sorry. It's a difference of opinion, especially since you have such a good place in you for Doom Patrol. But like I said, I did not like their casting choices on some of the characters. And the for Doom Patrol? I really hate Brendan Fraser and his clothing. I love Brendan Fraser. You're out of your More fucking into this mind. Season, he is completely unbalanced as that character. Also, no. time has not been kind to Brendan Fraser. Well, no, he's my age. Maybe older, actually. Yeah, I know. Okay, outside of his like whole personal history, which is. He his doesn't clothing look does not rough. make sense. He doesn't he look like he didn't Encino Man anymore. In the 80s, but sometimes oh, yes, he does. Now, he's <laughs> oh, yes, he does. He looks like a race car driver in the 80s. But he doesn't look like Encino Man anymore. But Larry, like I said, is he doesn't make sense. His entire personal outlook is completely unbalanced and doesn't make sense. Oh, what plenty, do you mean his personal outlook? There's plenty of actors whose personal outlook are crazy. I meant the character, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not the actor. That he fucks a nanny? Oh, that actually makes complete sense, but it's more the fact that he comes back and tries to be a badass punk. Complete, always wearing that Dead Kennedys t-shirt, something he would have never listened to as his former self. Oh, that oh. is so great, Morrison, that you have to just, like, Sorry. divorce yourself from... You have to divorce yourself from Cliff and Robot Man, because they are two different characters. Maybe they didn't do a good enough job explaining that. Uh, maybe so. I was going to say your comment about Brendan Fraser not aging well made me think. There was a joke in uh, Black Monday about... <laughs> about you, 2020 not aging no, well? Would you rather have sex with Justine Bateman's body and her brother's personality or her brother's body and Justine Bateman's personality? Ooh, let's play that <laughs> fuck Mary kid. Because there's, there's a gay man... Well, he's in the closet, but there's a gay character in the in the story, one of the workers at the... At uh, the trading house, who's gay in the closet, he has a boyfriend, he has a wife and a kid. There's this whole good man. There's this whole story about him having to go steal a Nintendo, like the original Nintendo, okay, um, for his kid's bar mitzvah, because it's his way of trying to make up for everything. But yeah, anyway, sorry. So back to Doom Patrol. I give zero fucks about any of fucking robot yeah, man's sad emotional downfalls. Like even when he, you know, gets invaded by the rat and goes crazy oh, and tries to good. make all of them have therapy and pisses off Jane, I still don't fucking care how sad he is. He made Jane mad. No, you okay? God damn it! 
Because yeah, that's that, right. That issue I that I was talking about, the, the Grant Morrison episode, uh, the Grant Morrison issue where Cliff goes into Jane's underground, is yep. right after that. No, I was, uh, I've watched that episode where he's putting <clears throat> Jane's underground. Beardman episode is after that. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm so going to watch the, I'll watch the rest of the series. We'll see. I haven't gotten to the end of the season, but like I said, honestly, I like it. I still like Umbrella Academy better. Okay. And I stand by my statement. They have a much better soundtrack. Well, my ruling on HBO Max, I would I would love if they bring the rest of the DC Universe shows onto HBO Max. They're doing it slowly I'm sh- and surely. I, I know, but just fucking do it. Like I, I said, mean, it leads into the next Just own it. And just if you're going to do, do it, it, do it. Don't do the no, slow they're bullshit. they're totally, completely I know fucking We're still waiting for a third season for, just for a second. Harley Quinn. Uh, no, they've announced Harley Quinn is moving to HBO Max, which, would you like to tell us about your notes on Harley Quinn finale? No. Um, no, I wouldn't. Save it for next time. That they actually, yes. The, there's no way they just announced a third season. Oh. No, they did announced you know Harley a, Quinn was moving to HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, moving to HBO oh, yeah. Max. Who gives a fuck? Um, did you There'll know that a there's a show called Batman the Adventures Continue? Or there will be soon? Uh, no, it's, yeah, with uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. Yeah. We'll bring it all the way yeah, I mean, back it, around. It's basically the, the Batman. It's um, them coming back, yeah. I haven't seen any of it. I don't even know if it's out yet. I just keep reading about it. It's basically a motion it. comic. Like, yeah. I'm not... I love the creators, but I, I, I'm not a huge fan of motion comics. Okay. So. Anyway, else got anything else? Um, I did watch one other thing from HBO Max. Hmm. Central Park. I don't know what that is. It's from the creators of Bob's Burgers and has this okay. master fucking list of talent attached to it. it I'm has, aware of that. It has Weirdly. the weirdest fucking problem of being niche and trying to cram everything you mean niche? in. Yes, honey. Trying to cram everything it's in. It's French, it's niche, okay? Yes, he's definitely a douche. Must be Italian. <laughs> But like I said, they're trying to cram everything into a show that was only going to be appealing to a certain amount of people from the very beginning. Okay. So they obviously poured so much fucking money into this show, which is about a random fucking thing in New York that they have to explain with all this fucking incredibly high talent, and it's also a musical and a cartoon. Oh. See what I mean about it being niche and them trying to cram everything into it? Can I ask a quick question? This is something totally... I don't remember why this came in my head earlier today while, we're, while you guys were talking, but it did. Um, with everyone being very upset about statues and, and things, and, and rightly so in some cases, how come no one's complained about Hamilton? Wasn't Hamilton a slave owner? But he's also got a hit musical. I understand that. Um, but, it, but it's about a guy who owns slaves. The same thing can be said about George Washington. That's why I assumed he learned how to rap? I said people are... People are offended to the like I said. People are offended to the extent they feel comfortable with. <laughs> I was looking for an end I get point it. on that, but the, the, okay. The, 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 the oh no, I didn't stop. So he could be I don't know. It's one of those things where people. I've, I've, like I said, I, people I, are uncomfortable to the extent they feel comfortable with, and I mean. So as long as the slave owner sings, it's okay. I was going to say <laughs> I don't like memorials particularly anyone, but that's because I'm kind of an asshole. I, also had a I think if somebody has a memorial, maybe it should be well, faceless. One last thought. Um, and this was, if you don't want to end on this, it's fine. But I think when we start renaming all these streets and schools and shit, maybe we should just name them not after people. 
that way like a hundred years from now you don't find something else out on not after avenue no you just like take a right on acorn street like pick a fuck squirrel elk moose there's plenty of things you could name something after that's not a person's name unfortunately we might have to go straight up new york numbers in alphabet city okay nobody will ever get anywhere Thank no you, one Google. gets anywhere any, as it is. Maps. We live in Denver. <laughs> we at least, if it wasn't for Corona, we wouldn't. Said, we at least live on a grid system. But mostly, Some places don't. Although that grid system takes a weird shift around five points. It does. But however, have you ever tried to navigate Seattle? Oh, fuck that place. No. I repeat, it's the five major founding families trying to jam all their shit together, and it doesn't make sense. Um, I have in Last of Us Part Two, and it does not end well. It ends in boat. It ends in death. And it ends with moral amb- ambiguity. If you like what you heard, check some of our other shows out like Exotic Liability, Nerd Vomit, Black Falls, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found by searching for The BACN on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or at www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.